Grace and peace to you, and welcome to a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Sign up for weekly digital content at richfieldumc.org. Subscribe, share, and get out there with Jesus to heal a broken world. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a good experience. This podcast is the sermon on December 15, 2019. Value Inclusive Love is part three of the five-part worship series, Value Love. The preacher is Reverend Nate Melcher, and the scripture is Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verses 30 through 48. Today's scripture wraps up the story we've been looking at the last few weeks in Acts of the Apostles. Two weeks ago, Peter saw a vision of expansive love of God and had to think, maybe the way that I've been doing it isn't the only way. And then last week, he met up with Cornelius, this Roman centurion, uh, and he has said, I'm the one you sent for. What do you need from me? And God has called him to respond in love. So here's the conclusion of that story. Cornelius told Peter, four days ago at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. Then Peter began to speak to them, I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed, for God was with him. We who are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he was the one ordained by God. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they had heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Since we're doing the Christmas pageant and the children are going to do that, we're going to do a time with adults. I have all the adults come forward. No, I'll come to you. So. What would be a time with adults without a prop, huh? Brought a gift. It's time for gifts, right? You want to shake that? What do you think it is? Puzzle? Maybe. You have a guess? What do you think? Maybe a puzzle? Or Legos, or random stuff, I don't know. Uh, I love gifts. Does anyone have a favorite gift that you've ever received, a memorable gift? What's a memorable gift you received? Mackenzie? An avocado. An avocado? 
That's, I, I had avocado toast last night. I can't disagree with that. That's a good gift. Thank you. Anyone else have a memorable gift? Your brother gave you his guitar. Oh my gosh. How about you, Peyton? A home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Dorothy. An engagement ring. Ooh la la, yes. One of my most memorable gifts is, oh, is there another one? Oh yeah, Agnes. A schnauzer puppy. Did they give you like, like money for the vet bills and all that that comes with the puppy? Yeah. One of my most memorable gifts, when I was about 10 years old, I went and got uh, the AT-AT Walker which is a Star Wars vehicle. If you remember from the second movie where they're on the snow planet, it's those big giant elephant looking kind of things. You have a favorite gift? What was it? Your bulletin board leather jacket. You are welcome. <laughs> so the AT-AT Walker is in Star Wars. It's this big giant lumbering uh, uh, vehicle and it was of course way too expensive to ever buy. What about yours? Your favorite gift? What's your favorite gift? Rainbow, your unicorn, you're welcome for that. I'm going to keep moving, I'm going to keep moving. Uh, but this is a big thing, and you know, they didn't make them anymore by the time I was 10, but one day, a couple weeks before Christmas, uh, my parents said, go get the vacuum, we need you to clean up in the room. And I said, okay. And so I go into this little storage room we had in our house, and next to the cleaning supplies was an AT-AT walker. It was there. Now, it wasn't brand new in a package. It had clearly been picked up from some family's garage sale in town. So now some poor little kid doesn't have his ad out walker anymore. Too bad for him. But <laughs> clearly this is going to be for me. And I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my favorite part of my favorite movie was now going to be here for me. Uh, now, my parents are very smart. I think they, they forgot that it was there when they sent me to get the vacuum, but clearly they knew I wasn't going to check where the cleaning supplies were to see where my presents were. So it was good thinking. But I love this gift to the point where I even brought in my sister. She was eight years old, and I said, look at it. Look at it. Isn't it beautiful? And she said, sure. <laughs> she didn't get it, but that was one of my most memorable gifts. How about gifts you've given? Do you have a favorite gift that you've ever given, a memorable one there? Anyone have an example? One of my favorite gifts I gave is, oh yes, what's one of the favorite gifts you've given? These Christmas presents that I didn't give her. Okay, well don't spoil that for us. How about you? You gave a fish to your dad? Very cool. A home for the fish in the home. Yeah, what's one more? Love. Love? Oh! My gosh, out of the mouths of babes, right? Oh, there's another one? Yep. Okay, Brennan's got one. What? A spanking. A spanking? <laughs> yeah, we got extremes over here. Was there one in the back? Yeah, Susan. One more time, what? You made Christmas trees for your family out of the blanket your father used during the war. Your father-in-law. Wow, that's powerful. That's really powerful. I was just going to say, once I surprised my wife with some tickets, and that was really cool. It was cool because she can't handle a surprise, so I got away with it. It was really good. So here's the thing. Gifts from God, these are all great gifts. Gifts from God are very different than this gift. Uh, this kind of gift, I mean, fancy wrapping paper is great. 
Maybe you want a big box or a small one or a gift bag or a gift card. Those are great. But what matters with gifts from God is why God gives us these gifts and what we do with them. When Peter engages Cornelius, a centurion, gotta remember he's a Gentile, he's not Jewish, he's a Roman, which means he's the enemy. And he's engaging with Cornelius, and he does this after this vision of how God expands his mind and heart. And he's been given this gift from God, which is love to share. Peter exclaims, I truly understand that God shows no partiality. This gift of love from God is for all people, in all places, and at all times. So he even says, we who witnessed this resurrection, we received it as a gift. It's not just to keep it to ourselves, and it's not because we were so special, it's so we can carry it on and give it to other people. So we have to share it. There is this great piece about being a Methodist, about being a, a Wesleyan theologian, and it's called Responsible Grace. So when you get a gift from somebody, uh, if I was going to give you this as a gift, what do you do when you get a gift? Thank you. you say thank you, right? When you get a gift, you say thank you. When you get the gift of grace and love from God, what do you do? You say thank you. But what's the greatest way to say thank you to God for the gift of love? It's to share it. To share it with somebody else. To spread that love. That's the way we say thank you to God for the gift of grace and love. And it's a fun worry to think about it with responsible grace. We are able to respond. We are response-able. We have responsible grace. And that's at the heart of what it means to be Methodist, to be Wesleyan. We're able to witness God's expansive love. We're able to respond to God with responsive love. And we're able to share God's inclusive love, and that's the love of Jesus. So whatever gifts you put under the tree... May you give them with a heart full of the love of Jesus. May the love of Jesus be the best gift you receive and the best gift you give away at Christmas for all people at all times and in all places. May it be so and amen. This has been a sermon podcast from Richfield United Methodist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Copyright 2019. Now go into God's world knowing you are a beloved child and bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in you a generous friend. Thanks for listening.